heal, deliver, inspire, anoint, equip. And there will be testimony and victory. We thank you. Father, we believe it is done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church shall say, Amen. Power to overcome. Now the word power simply means, dictionary definition say the ability or right to control people or things. Ability to act or produce an effect. And overcome simply means to defeat someone or something to gain superiority or win over something. Everything in life and whatever is done, performed or executed, derives its power and authority from a source. Because nothing happens by accident. It's often orchestrated by someone or a superior power. Although the evolutionists will tell you it is just involved. They call it Big Bang or whatever. But there is no design without a designer. God designed the earth. He designed you and I according to the scriptures. So, everything we see have a source. Power to overcome is what we need. And that power has a source. There are different sources of powers. But I'm going to be talking about the source that is of God. The scriptures I just read from now says, And ye shall receive power. After the Holy Spirit is come upon you. In all the world... The power is post the presence of the Spirit of God in your life, not pre. The Lord said you shall receive power. Now, I would like to say that we shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come, not before. Without the Holy Ghost in your life, you don't have that power. And you know there are a lot of folks today running this race, they struggle. By the grace of God, for about 50 years now, I've been living for Jesus Christ. And I have continued because there is power in me. I have not slowed down. I am still running this race. I am still moving on because there is a power inside of me. And that power is called the Holy Spirit. He said you shall receive power. The Holy Spirit empowers you, energizes you to do exploits. And do you know without the Holy Spirit of God in your life, you can't move. You are pushed. They push you to move. They cajole you and encourage you and make you to come, to move, to speak, to act. But when you have the Holy Spirit, somebody shout Holy Spirit. He tells you, the Bible says, we have an option. That tells us what to do. That tells us how to do it. That tells us when to do it. That tells us where to go and where not to go. And so, when you don't have that spirit of God, you just remain there. You're just like a truck. It's only when they push you, you move. And by the time you are left there for the next one more, two more, three months, you are in the same position. But when you have the spirit of God, you live that overcoming life. You live that life of victory and success and abundance. Now, that word power there is a Greek word that means dunamis. And dunamis in the English translation is dynamite. The dunamis is a power. And you know the effect of a dynamite. If you trade dynamite into a place, then you know what will happen to things there. The dynamite will not keep them together. The dynamite will dismantle to them. The dynamite will scatter everything. And that is how powerful the power of the Holy Spirit is. When it comes upon you, sickness will disappear. When it comes upon you, disease will disappear. When the Spirit of God is upon you, forces of darkness will flee at your side. Because you have what? The power of God inside of you. You as a believer, do you have that power? Do you have that power? 
You know, many of us, we operate without that power. That is why we see every time we keep on encouraging people, please come, will you come? You see, some there are hope now because they don't have the power. If you have the power, you are not intimidated by anything. If you have the power, you are not afraid of anything. If you have the power, you can go anywhere. Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in who? In you. You know, if you read from the Bible, in Genesis, the Bible says in Genesis 1, 1, the Bible says, in the beginning was God. And in verse 2, it said, and the spirit moved upon the deep, because the earth was formless and shapeless. And then in verse 3, the Bible says, and God said, see the three, they are represented there. God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. And that's why he said in verse 20, he said, let us, the three one, let us create man in our own image. And so you see, from the beginning, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, they've been together. And that's what the Bible says in John chapter 1, he said, in the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was with God. With God. And the Word was what? God. And see, God the Father and the Holy Spirit. We need the Spirit of God. Often time, we don't talk much about the Spirit of God. Often time, we emphasize the Father and Jesus Christ. But the Holy Spirit is there. He is the three, among the, the Godhead. The Holy Spirit. And you know, Jesus Christ said, we need the Spirit of God to be effective. To be able to do the work of God. To be able to act and live for Him. Because without the Spirit of God in your life, you become ineffective and inactive. But for you to be effective, for you to be results-oriented, for you to be able to impact others, you need who? The Spirit of God. Because the Holy Spirit convicts. You say, well, I don't know how to speak. I am not an orator. You don't need to be an orator. Just say it. Give short testimony. And allow the Holy Spirit to take, take all the rest. The Holy Spirit convicts. It's not about you. As I'm standing here and I know because I can speak. No. The word is coming forth. It is the Holy Spirit that will bring it to reality. It is the Holy Spirit that will make it fruitful. And achieve the desired results. And so we need the Spirit of God in our life. You as a believer and a child of God, you do not know, understand the source of the power. Because there are other sources. In Luke chapter number 4, verse 6 through 7. Because some people have acquired power from different sources. Some from the devil, from witches and wizards and all the things. But I'm talking of the real power, the real source. Because there are four sources. There are wrong sources. But this one is the result. Listen to this. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee. He was talking to Jesus. How many powers? He said, All this power. The devil has power too. So don't be deceived. Some of the things you see that are not from God, the devil can do it. The Bible says that the devil transformed, the angel of the devil transformed themselves into the angel of what? Of light. So don't be deceived. There are genuine light. There are false lights. And so you must key into the right light. So he said, when you, he said, I will give you all those powers. And the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. That is the source. Who is the source? The devil. You know the devil is a liar. Because Jesus said, all powers is given unto me. The Bible said, he is the head of all principalities. Jesus Christ. And so if there are powers, Jesus Christ yourself, he is the head of what? Of all. Not some of them, not 99.5%. All the powers belong to him. We sing that song back of all power belong to Jesus. All power, not some of them. Kings bow before him. Lords, kings, rulers. Billionaires, trillionaires, if there are trillionaires, they bow before this master. He lives and reigns forevermore. These powers, they fail and fade away. But his power is forever. The Bible says forever, O Lord, the word 
is settled in heaven. You see, the devil can give power too. But that is not the real power I'm talking about. But I'm talking of that power that emanates originate from God himself. And we've been told, you know, be part of that scripture I reference said, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The source is the Holy Spirit of that power. But there is a giver of that power. If you look at Acts chapter number 1, that same chapter, verse 4 through 5, listen, listen to what Jesus said there. And being assembled together with them, commanded, take note of that word, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of who? Of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with waters, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Here, Jesus was referring to Joel chapter number 2. In Joel chapter number 2, the Bible says in Joel chapter number 2. I read because of time. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will put, pour out of my spirit, pour out my spirit on all flesh, all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see vision. And also unto the servants, upon the handmaids. And in those days will we pour out my spirit. The scripture made it abundantly clear, unambiguously, that the Father is the source, is the giver of that spirit. He said, I will pour out of my spirit, not the spirit of the devil. Some they get spirit from the devil. You remember that young lady? In the Acts of the Apostle, who was possessed with the spirit of the divination for future, te- you know, she was a, a future teller. You know, a lot of people go and read their palms, what is going to be my future? And she was just telling lies. And for several days, she ran after Paul. These are the men of God. They have come to preach the word of God to us. Listen to them. You know, that was good. You know, some folks, we just be saying, yeah, he's talking true. He said, I'm a great man. He said, I'm a great man. Do you hear that? But she was lying from the devil. Until Jesus, the Bible said, the Spirit of God in Paul made him to recognize that that was a lying spirit. And he rebuked the devil. You demon, get out of her. The Bible says she was healed. She was set free. And those who were making profit from her, you know what they did to Paul? They descended on him that he has come to remove their means of livelihood. <laughs> he was, the devil was lying. So don't just listen to every spirit. The Bible says examine them because there are four spirits. Examine them because the source is not God. The Lord said, I will pour out of my spirit, not any other spirit, upon you. And you shall see vision. You shall prophesy. The old men shall dream dreams. Young men shall see vision. And that is why the young men of today wake up and see vision. It takes old men to sleep before they dream. You have to sleep before you can dream. But the young men, they don't need to sleep. God says the Lord. But for you to be that, you must be close to God. You must listen to God. And that is why you need the Spirit of God. Jesus Christ said from the scripture I read from, He said, wait until you be endued with power from on high. Until you receive the power of God. It is promised in Joel chapter 2. That God promised. And this promise is for every believer. Remember, he said, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Not all flesh, but the believers. You have to qualify to be filled. The spirit is not for the unbelievers. The spirit is for the believers. The children's bread is not to be given to dogs. The spirit is not for unbelievers. It's not for drunkards. It's not for cocaine sniffers. It's not for the adulterers, but for the believer. The Bible says in John 1.12, But as many that received him, to then give him power to become what? Sons. To become what? Daughters. And so you qualify to receive the spirit. The moment you accept Jesus Christ... As your Lord and Savior, you qualify 
You know, that even we saw a baptism a few minutes ago. You can even be baptized in the Holy Spirit before you are baptized in the water. You know that? Do you know that? When Colonials when welcomed Peter, the Bible said, as Peter spoke the word, the Spirit came upon them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they start speaking in tongues. And they were speaking. And Peter said, What? What stopped these ones? These Gentiles? What stopped us from baptizing them? And they were baptized. So you can receive the Holy Spirit before baptism. It's the gift of God. What qualifies you to receive the Spirit is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Are you a believer? And if you are a believer, do you have the Spirit of God in you? Jesus knew the task. That is not an easy task. The Christian race is not an easy race. You need the strength of God. You need the power of God. On your own, you will fail. On your own, you will faint. On your own, you will compromise. On your own, you will derail. On your own, you will fumble. On your own, you will tumble. On your own, you will not arrive at your destination. If you look at in the Old Testament, even men of God, prophets, kings, they receive the Spirit of God. But in, the, in this present dispensation, the Holy Spirit is resident in you. The Holy Spirit indwells you. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit comes upon them. David received the Spirit of God when he was anointed. Saw the same thing. Now, Samson, the Bible says, when he's confronted with problems, the Spirit will come upon him. He becomes supernatural. He becomes extraordinary. You see, when the Spirit comes upon you, you are no more ordinary. You become what? Extraordinary. When the Spirit comes upon you, you no, you no longer become natural. You become what? Supernatural. You run, you are not weary. You walk, you don't faint. You have the anointing that makes it different. And so, my friend, do you have the Spirit of God? Today, we have relegated the Spirit of God to the background in our services. We don't talk much about the Holy Spirit. Often time we just ask, Father, bless me. Father, give me this. Father, give me car. Father, give me house. Father, give me jewelry. Father, give me shoe. Father, Father, give, give, give. We don't ask for the Holy Spirit to use us and to lead us. We need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will make us to do exploits in his kingdom. The Holy Spirit will empower us. And so the source, one, we are told that the, the, the Holy Spirit's source is who? The power comes from who? The Holy Spirit. And then we are told the giver is who? God. That's what the Bible said. He said, I will give you out of my spirit. The power you're not having now, the power you're not being to operate with, is from the Spirit of God that has been given to you. Now, what is the purpose of the Spirit? For what purpose? You have the power, that's good. It's from God, that's good. Because for every believer, you know, when Paul, Paul, I mean Peter rather preached the day of Pentecost when they were filled. Because Jesus said, wait until you be endued. If you read Acts chapter number 2, the Bible said they were filled. While they were gathered together as we are today, the Spirit of God came upon them and they spoke in tongues. You see, when you begin to pray in your knowledge, you can only pray for a few minutes. All the little English you learn in the university. Father, thank you, Lord. I thank you what you are doing in my life. After you speak for about five minutes, you are gone. You exhaust the English. But when you pray in the Spirit, you can pray for hours nonstop. Because the Bible said the Spirit gives you utterance to speak. You can pray from morning to night nonstop. But if you want to use the English you learn from university or from secondary school, you can only speak for about 10, 20, or 30 minutes. You run out of the vocabularies. But when you pray in the Spirit, you continue non-stop. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is an intercessor. He intercedes. Those things you don't even know or understand. He knows. He knows what you need and he prays. That's what the Bible says in Romans 8. 20. He said, for the Holy Spirit 
Help us what? Our infirmities. He said he prays with groaning that cannot be expressed by the human mind. Even those things you don't know about. Even those things you don't know that are locking around. The spirit understands. He knows how to pray. And when you begin to pray, things begin to happen. Results begin to come. But when you pray in your English, Father, in the name of Jesus. And often time when you pray in your knowledge, you begin to pray. There's, you pray against some imaginary enemies. Father, that woman that looks at me every time, let fire burn her. That is not the spirit of God. That is not the spirit of God. You see, you are kind But when you pray, you know the Holy Spirit wouldn't pray that kind of prayer through you. But when you are in the flesh, you pray a selfish prayer. All is about you because you are in the flesh. All about me because you are in the flesh. And so, you need the Holy Spirit. I ask the word, for what purpose is this power? The place we read from, the Bible says, the purpose, it was made clear. incontrovertibly established in that verse. In Bipa it said, and ye shall receive power. Then he said, you shall become witnesses. That is the purpose. Somebody say purpose. Somebody say purpose. One more time. He said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost power has come. Now, what do you do with the power? He said, you shall what? Become witnesses. I know some folks, they've been in the church for many years. They don't have one soul to say, Lord, this is the soul I want. He said, you shall be witnessing. Witness of what? Of your conversion? No. Yes, you be out of part of it. But of the saving grace and the power of God. Witness. Speak to somebody. I have been in the U.S. for over five months now. I was due to go back on the 23rd of March. Two days to my departure, my home country showed the airspace, and I've been here. But by the grace of God, I'll be going back in two weeks' time. The brother I live with now, I'm staying in his house, is a spiritual son that got converted in my crusade about 43 years ago. He's my spiritual son. I preach the word of God. He gave his life to Jesus. God that sees the end from the beginning knew that a time will come in 2020 that I will need a place to stay in Houston, Texas. And God saved him 43 years ago. Am I talking to somebody here? Often time we are so short-sighted. We only see here. We don't see beyond. And that is why we need to trust God. God knew that 43 years later, I, I, will, I will need an accommodation. They feed me and take care of me. They take me around. A few days ago, it took me to a place far away where I went to do, uh, what do you call it, a uh, coronavirus test. Because the precondition for me to fly in the aircraft when I be going back is that I must have a certificate to prove that I'm, I'm COVID-19 negative. Now, I sat in his Mercedes car, 550. Beautiful. He was playing a beautiful music, and I was going. He took me there. God knew that this boy called John will need somebody that will do that for me. And that's why 43 years ago, he was saved in my crusade. And so, the purpose for, the, for your witness, for the power, is for you to be what? A witness. You have some neighbors around you. Do you preach to them? You just say, hi, hi, neighbor. Have you ever wanted to tell them about Jesus Christ? Have you ever wanted to share Jesus with them? You have friends, your colleagues in a place of work. They don't even know you are a Christian. They don't even know you read the Bible or go to church. You are busy. Say, well, this is business time, my friend. You can give them a trust. You can send a text and share Jesus with them. You don't know that may bring salvation to them. They should know you in your neighborhood. They are looking for Christians. Say, yes, that number 101, there is a lady that lives there. She's a true Christian. But for you, nobody knows you exist. And you claim to have the Holy Spirit. You only speak in tongues when you come to church. Wow, 
church. And when you finish it on Sunday morning, that's the until next Sunday. My friend, the Holy Spirit should move you to witness. So the purpose is to do what? To witness. He said in Jerusalem, where is your Jerusalem? Start from your family, your wife, your husband, your children, your parents, your friends. He said in Judea, your neighborhood, your community. Let them know who you are. Let them know anywhere you are. Let them know that you are a believer. Because the Spirit of God in you makes them to know that. I hear what I'm saying now. The Holy Spirit. I'm not going to take too much time. I'm going to be running up. But what I'm saying today, we need more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It will empower us and make us to live for Him and do the work of God. Romans says, we need Him, but He that is in the flesh cannot please God. He said, those that are in the flesh. And so when you are in the flesh, you cannot really live for God. And Jesus Christ, when she, He preached to that Samaritan woman, He said, God is what? A spirit. And they that worship him must, he used the word M-U-S-T, must, worship him in spirit and in what? You see, many of us don't get from God because we can't get from him. Flesh and spirit cannot move together. They are incompatible. God is a spirit. And for you to assess his blessing, for you to be able to understand his modus operandi, you need to be in the spirit. And so that's why Romans says, he said, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And Corinthians they said, the spiritual things are spiritually designed. And the carnal mind cannot understand them. Because they are foolishness to him. And so, for you to be blessed, for you to receive from God, you need the spirit of who? Of God. Zechariah 4, 6 says, he said, let me read that one. I would like to read that. Zechariah 4, 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. I want to put my name there, unto John. Saying, not by might. Do you hear that? Nor by power, but what? But by my spirit, says who? The Lord of hosts. <laughs> Many today are doing it with their own power. It says it's not might. It's not power. It's not your intellect. It's not your PhD. It's not your degree. It's not your smartness. But by who? The spirit of God. The Ethiopia, you know, returning from Jerusalem, traveled all the way. He was the minister of finance. He traveled to Jerusalem to worship God. On his way back, the Spirit of God told Peter, I mean Philip, to preach to him. He said, join yourself to that chariot. And he was reading from Isaiah. It was the Spirit of God that moved to Philip. Not flesh. Not, not idea, not philosophy, but the Spirit of God. And he said, understand the word thou readest? He said, how can I understand? Except someone teach me. He preached Christ to him. And after he preached Christ to this man, this minister of finance, all the way from Ethiopia to Jerusalem. He now said, what prevent me from being baptized? Like this sister was baptized this morning. He said, behold water. And Philip said, you can be baptized. There and then he was baptized. And you know what happened? The Spirit of God took Philip away from there and he disappeared again. My friend, when the Spirit leads you, you do the right thing. When the Spirit leads you, you do the will of God. When the Spirit leads you, you speak the mind of God. When the Spirit leads you, you open your mouth to say the right thing. You don't say the wrong thing. But when you are in the flesh, you say the wrong thing. When somebody anoints you, are you, are you crazy? Are you mad? Do you want me to call fire on you like, I, like Elijah called fire on, that, on those soldiers? That is flesh. But when the Spirit of God is in you, you don't do that. You know, there was a time in the Bible. John and his brother, they went to a place and Christ was treated with content. And he said, Lord, why not we call fire to burn them like Elijah did? <laughs> Jesus looked at him and said, young man, you don't know the Spirit that is in you. The Spirit of God is not for you to burn people. It's for you to save people. And Jesus said, the Son of Man did not come to kill, but to save those that are lost. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the purpose for the Spirit of God is for you to do His work. Speak His word. Live for Him. Serve Him. Be there for Him. Do His work. Run this race effortlessly. You see, when you have the Spirit of God, you run it what? Effortlessly. You know, automatic car, when you put it on gear, it goes on its own. And there are new cars coming up now that are self-driven. You just program it. I am going to Cypress Church, the Ark Church, number so so and so. And the car will drive me here, I will land. It's simple. That's what the Holy Spirit does. You don't need to be into engage the gear and magic brake and pull the crush and change the gear. No, you don't need to do that. Somebody say effortlessly. You don't, you see, the Holy Spirit makes you to operate. You just flow. You just move and move and move. He's free. The power of the Holy Spirit. You need him. Don't struggle. You need him. Don't do it on your own power. You need him. He said, not by might, not your might, not your power, but by the Spirit of who? Of God. For you to run effectively to the end, you need the Spirit of God. Many will fall by the wayside without the Spirit of God. But when the Spirit of God is there, He speaks to you. There are things you want to do. You see, it's a still small voice. The Holy Spirit is not an area, you see, it's not a bulldozer. He speaks quietly. You see, He presses in you. Don't do that. Good luck, don't do that. Don't say that. But the devil's will say, do it. Do it now. This is the time to act. You must act now. Now, now. That's the devil. It's very high. But the spirit of God comes in a gentle spirit. He said, don't do that. Don't say it. And that's why it does not, it does, it's not a, 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 a great crash. It does not crash into your life. He comes, a simple spirit. And let me tell you, the spirit of God lives in you. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will tell the Father to give you the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that will teach you, that will guide you, that will bring things to your remembrance. You don't operate ignorantly. You don't, you don't just do things anyhow because the teacher is there. And who is the teacher? The Holy Spirit. He teaches you. There are certain things you don't know. The Holy Spirit comes. Just kneel down and say, Father, I am confused. You see, the Holy Spirit will come and whisper to you. He'll give you an answer. Even when the pastor doesn't know, the Holy Spirit tells you. I hear what I'm saying now. Somebody say, Holy Spirit. You need him. You need him. Those who don't need him, they don't go too far. I know some pastors who were pastors together many about 48 years ago. Some are no more in the faith. Some are backslidden. They went back. But this boy called John, I have the Spirit of God. When you have the Spirit of God, you become a walking, talking dynamite. The devil cannot mess with you because you have the greater power than you. You know what? The seven sons of Cephas. They came and said, we command you in the name of Jesus, that Paul preached. And the demon said, Paul I know and Jesus I know. But who are you? When you have the spirit of God, the devil doesn't ask you questions. Because he knows who you are. He knows who you are and who you are. The power of the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to give you an opportunity this morning. Do you have the spirit of God in you? And if you have the spirit of God in you, what are you doing with it? Is it just to speak in tongues alone? Some are tongue speakers. Every time. What do you do with it? Is it just speaking tongues? No, it's more than that. The Bible says you shall become what? Witnesses. The Holy Spirit moves you to do the work of who? Of God. The Holy Spirit impresses in you. You may be in the aircraft. Witness to that person. It may be your MD. Witness to him or her. As I ran up, there was a brother many years ago in Sapley. You know Sapley? Market Road. One of my deacon. Every time he preaches to this man opposite him, the, man, the young man works in, a, in an electronic company. He preaches to him. And every time he doesn't want to hear him. That morning, my deacon came and he saw this young man. Across the road. So he walked across the road to the other side. And as soon as he saw the, the brother, said, Preacher, I, have you come again this morning to preach to me again? And the brother said, yes, I have to preach to you. The Lord has to speak to you. He said, I've heard you. You're always Jesus, Jesus. All you know is Jesus. 
He prays and says, my friend, you need to give your life to Jesus. You see, the Holy Spirit moves you to do that. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't do that. You know what? That was the last day he saw that man. The following day, he died. He went to a Christless grave. When the Spirit of God is in you, He tells you what to do. He leads you. He inspires you. He energizes you. You don't get weary. When the Spirit of God is in you, you don't forget your services. You know, some people, they forget. They forget his Bible study. They say, oh my God, Andrew, you meet today's Bible? Oh, I just forgot. No, when you have the Spirit, you don't forget. Because it's a reminder. I remember I used to pray, Father, when it's time for service, I'll go to sleep. Do you know? 20 minutes to time, I wake up. At time, I'll be dreaming. I'll be in church. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is wonderful. It's wonderful. He helps you. At times, if I want to travel, I want to catch up the plane, I say, Father, I'm going to sleep now. Let me wake up at so so time. Do you know? Exactly that time, I wake up. Somebody say, Holy Spirit. I need more of you. Without the Spirit, you are struggling. You always struggle in your faith. But when you have the Spirit of God, you don't struggle. He takes care of you. Makes you do the right thing. This morning, you have the Spirit of God. If the answer is yes, are you using it for the glory of God? If yes, are you effective? If yes, are you active? If yes, are you focused? If yes, are you living for Him? The Holy Spirit will always make you to live for him. That is why you need him in your life. Not by might, not by power. But by who? The Spirit of God. Now, I don't don't want to, I think I've mentioned that already. Romans chapter number 8 verse 11 says, But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus Christ dwells in you, he that raised Christ from the dead shall do what? Quicken your mortal body. By the spirit that dwelleth. The spirit dwells in you. He's there. He's there. But oftentimes we make the spirit dormant, inactive. Because if you don't listen to him, he's just there watching you. But may you not allow the spirit to die. And the Bible says, don't grieve the spirit of God. I want to pray with you this morning that the spirit of God will enable you to live for him. That on planet earth, this journey you will not fail. That this journey you will run on to the end. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. Paul said, I have finished my course. Paul said, I have kept the faith. And it's now left for me the crown of life. Paul had the spirit of God in him. When on his way to Damascus, after God asked him to go to Bangkok and Ananias, and I prayed for him, the Bible said when this cave fell from his eyes, he received what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And so if you are operating without the Holy Spirit this morning, you can receive him. You can have the Holy Spirit. Because for you, if you are a believer. I want you to say this after me. Father in heaven, I repent of my sins. Known and unknown sins. Wash me from sins. Father, refill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, equip me with a fresh anointing. Grant me a new hunger, a new passion, a new drive to do your work, to live for you. Father, I remain faithful. I will not derail in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these ones into your hands where I commit them. Your word made it abundantly clear, unambiguously, that it's not by might. It is not by power, but by the Spirit of God. I pray for these, your sons and daughters. Holy Spirit, breathe upon them. Let them receive a fresh unction to do your work. Lord, they can only do it. They can only run this race successfully if they have the Holy Spirit in their lives. Jesus, you operated with the Holy Spirit. You said in Luke that the Spirit of God is upon you. All your earthly work, you moved and performed by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew, you said, I, through the Spirit of God, 
cast out devils. That's what you said. And so, Lord, for us to cast out devils, for us to live for you, for us to be successful, for us to triumph and prevail, we need your spirit in our lives. Holy Spirit, I pray that you come upon these ones today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you breathe afresh upon our lives. Holy Spirit, take your rightful place in our lives. Take your rightful place in your church. Breathe and manifest that there will be signs and wonders to the glory of God. I thank you, Father, and I believe it is done now. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church shall say, Amen. Where is that keyboard? Is the sister that was, is she here? Where is she? Is she not around? Okay. She's not around. Okay, it's all right. Okay. All right. We praise God. Now, is there, let me ask this question before I say that. Is there any of you, you've heard about the Holy Spirit this morning, and you have not received the Holy Spirit? Is there anyone here? And you want me to pray with you? I will pray with you that God will fill you with His power. Anyone that wants the power of the Holy Spirit? Nobody. So you are filled. Let's rise up and let's just speak in tongues. Let's just worship Him and praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Breathe upon your church. Yes, let it be. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise, O oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Power to what? Overcome. Power to what? Overcome. And that power is in who? In the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit in your life, you can do nothing. The devil will beat you blue, black, and red. But with the Spirit of God, he can't mess with you. Because you have the greater one in you. Ladies and gentlemen, join me to welcome to the podium this morning. God's servant, doctor, good Lord, the son of Okotiebo. for me, okay? <laughs> Pastor will always fail. Forgive me. <laughs> I thank God for you and our church. Everything that Bishop is saying today, that's what we've been saying about the Holy Spirit, how important it is, uh, the Holy Spirit is in our lives. I, uh, during these days, I spent a lot of time praying and I couldn't believe how God gives me direction. He just tells me what to do and how to do it. And because it's coming from Him, our church is responding. And we, we spent, uh, I don't know, if it was five weeks talking about the Holy Spirit and why it's important for us to receive Him. And if you haven't received Him, we have pastors here uh, if you don't pray in tongues, because I've met people, they say, I received the Holy Spirit, but they don't pray in tongues. That's not what the scripture says. Did you know that Mary prayed in tongues? Mary, the mother of Jesus, prayed in tongues. She was one of, one of the 120 people that received the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. She was there among them. Sometimes I think, who do you think you are? Mary needed the Holy Spirit and you said you don't care? She spoke in tongues. That's the mother of Jesus. It's very important. So I'm so pleased today with uh, what Bishop had to say to us. I hope you understand it. I'm believing God by the grace of God. Um, God used me to heal a lot of people all over the in UK, Nigeria, wherever I've been, preaching. But I think it's going to be greater. It's going to be greater. Once these things open, it's going to be greater. You watch what God will do. You watch what God will do. And I'm not going to be just in the United States. 
<laughs> I believe I will be going places with you, all of us, to reach people for Christ. That's all I want to live for right now. God has blessed me and my family. I have a very, very good wife. Uh, God has blessed me with children. They all love God. The word of God has not failed in my life. God said he will be the teacher of your children. Your children shall be taught, of the, taught by the Lord. And God's done that. My old life and my family life, Bishop, no. That's gone. I don't need that. Now we start a new generation of people. From me, my children, and their children, and their children. And if Jesus tarries to a thousand generations, and the children will do better than the, the, their parents. Amen? I want to take an offering to, uh, for Bishop today. Sometimes we hear a word, and we are blessed, and we forget to do the right thing that God recommended. You failed when you did that. And believe me, God notices. God notices when you fail. Because when the word is preached to you, you respond back in giving to the person who has preached. A lot of Christians don't understand this. Let me read the scriptures to you. He says in First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 and 10, Do I say these things as a mere man? Or the mere man. <laughs> that sticks out to me. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are not a mere man. You are different. A woman. You are different. You are different. Or does the law say, uh, does the law say the same also? For it is written in the law of Moses, you shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain. So God says, don't let the, let the ox drink or eat. You don't do that when they are treading the grain. Then Paul has, or it, is it oxen God is concerned about? Is he talking about just cattle that God is concerned about when he said that, when he put this scripture in the Old Testament? Or does he say it all together for our sakes, for the preacher's sake? So whenever a preacher preaches and you don't respond in kind, you missed everything. I have never, I don't remember a time that the preacher came to our church and I don't give. I don't remember it. I always will give. And I don't give small. I give what I could give. So I encourage you today, be faithful to God. Even if it's $2. Sometimes I've borrowed a dollar. You know why, man? I came, I came, I have to give. I have to give. Sometimes they think the preacher is manipulated. It's for your good, believe me. It's for your good. God says it, it's for your good. We're okay. We don't just need money. It's for your good. Amen? Would you raise your offering up today? Father, thank you for the word that we received today from your servant, Bishop Odiedi. Great words of God. I pray that we will listen really from the heart. As the scripture says in Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5, you have given us the ears of the learned. We never turn away from your word. We will obey. Thank you. For this offering for your servant. May he bless your servant. May he cause him joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. I left the microphone. I got a great voice. I can shout, right? I have to say to you, years ago, I started speaking in tongues. Before then, it's only when I feel 
stimulated, excited. Then I'll speak a few words in tongues and I'll tell myself that was a great service <laughs> because I spoke in tongues. But these days, I can stay an hour just praying in tongues. And then while that's going on, I can hear God speaking to me, giving me direction. I have such dream today that I never had before. So strong. And I believe it. It's going to happen. Some of you are going to be going around the world preaching from our church. Amen? We're going to be planting churches. Not just Calvert. Not just overseas. But here also in the United States. We are going to be doing that. Can I do that? Not by might. Not by power. But by the Spirit of God. If you will believe with me, God's going to use your life. Some of our children are going to be great. You, uh, Edith's daughter, Amanda, if you listen to God, God's going to use you greatly. Get me? You get me? God's going to use you greatly. Don't follow those that are trying to distract you. Because God wants to do something through your life. Did you get me? Don't follow them. Turn around. Listen to your parents. Because God wants to use you. You get me? God wants to use you. Stand up with me. Pastor Larry, would you come? Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for a great message today. Now we're going to walk in power, right? He prayed with you, those that, uh, about receiving the Holy Spirit, but we want to give people the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ also. Not just here, but out there on the Internet and anywhere that this message falls across the world. And so today, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you haven't made that first step, we want you to make that first step today. So if you don't know Jesus, would you hit by your hands just for a moment? If you don't know Jesus, would you just slip your hand up and say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I want to know Jesus as my personal Savior. Is there one here? If you're out there and you want to accept Jesus Christ today, it's a very simple task that you must do. He said, if you ask me to ask Jesus to come into your life, the Lord will be the Lord of your life. So pray this prayer with me. Would you pray this with me this morning? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. For sending your son Jesus to die for me on the cross. Father, I thank you for all that you've done for me. Jesus, I ask you right now to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I invite you into my heart and into my life to be the Lord of my life from this day forward. I believe that you died for me. And that you arose the third day, and that you now sit with our Father in heaven. I thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. And today I have been born again, a new creature with new ways, new life in you, Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. I am a child of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you go.